Welcome to Shooting for the Stars, a podcast series brought to you by Southern Cross Business Advisors, helping our clients identify and achieve their life goals. I will be announcing now that uh, Greater Sydney will be in lockdown for a further four weeks till the 28th of August. That's why on the advice of the Chief Health Officer we will extend these lockdowns uh, for a further seven days. South Australia moves into lockdown. For a full seven-day period, over 14 million Australians across three states were plunged into a simultaneous lockdown. And while now there is some reprieve for Victorians and South Australians who have emerged out of the strict stay-at-home directions. Unfortunately, the pain continues to grow for greater Sydney residents who are now stuck in their homes for another four weeks. It's Louis Bulzomi here for the Southern Cross Business Advisors Shooting for the Stars podcast, covering all the main support packages that have been announced for individuals and businesses in New South Wales Victoria and South Australia. These will be released as four separate podcast episodes via our major platforms, Podcast Index, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and rss.com. That way you can simply choose the one that's most applicable to you as opposed to having to scurry through many minutes of one large podcast in order to find the information that you need. And trust me, There is a lot of information to cover, too much information to cram into one single podcast. So this one will be touching on the individual support payments, so the COVID-19 disaster payment, the pandemic leave disaster payment, and the COVID-19 isolation payment. The next episode, we'll look at the various business support available to Victorian businesses, The episode after that will then focus on all the major support available to New South Wales businesses. And then the final episode will then look at the business support available to South Australian businesses. So let's get started with the individual financial support that is available. Of course, the main announcement that has been made recently by Prime Minister Scott Morrison has been the COVID-19 disaster payment. Here is the Prime Minister. Does it matter if you're a casual a part-time worker, a full-time worker. There is no application of what's called uh, the liquid assets means test. You can call 1802266 or go to the Services Australia website and you can apply for access to that payment. It works exactly like the disaster payments that we provide in the wake of whether it's a flood or a cyclone or any of those other events, bushfires and so on, that has been provided by the Commonwealth for disaster payments. You can get that payment right now. You don't have to have lost your job. You don't have to have left your employer. It doesn't matter who your employer is. If you have lost those hours, you can access that payment right now. And there are two types of payments depending on the number of hours that you have lost in a given period of lockdown. Now, a period of lockdown is generally a week in length. However, depending on which state that you're in, or in the case of New South Wales, which part of the state you're in, that particular period of lockdown could be shorter or longer. And I'll touch on those specifics when I break it down state by state in just a moment. So if you've lost between eight and 20 hours of work for each period of lockdown, you receive $375. And if you've lost more than 20 hours for each period of lockdown, you'll receive $600. Now, those businesses that are deemed micro-businesses, for example, sole traders and small partnerships, 
who earn under $75,000 and are not registered for GST and are also ineligible for any other specific state business support, they can also apply for the COVID-19 disaster payment. In the case of New South Wales micro-businesses that earn between $30,000 and $75,000, they are eligible for specific business support. And I will touch on that in a future episode. Now, in terms of eligibility to receive the COVID-19 disaster payment, you need to be an Australian resident or have the right to work in Australia as a visa holder, be 17 years of age or older, and you can't be receiving any of the following government income support payments unless you are a resident of New South Wales, and I'll touch on that a little bit later on given the uh, changes to the COVID-19 disaster payment for New South Wales residents announced by Scott Morrison. But for everyone else, you can't be receiving any of the following income support payments. The age pension, Study, carer payment, disability support pension, the job seeker payment, the parenting payment, special benefit payment, the farm household allowance, youth allowance, the partner allowance, and the widow allowance. On top of those, you cannot also be receiving ab study living allowance, dad and partner pay, or parental leave pay. And some good news, you don't have to use up any leave entitlements before accessing the COVID-19 disaster payment. Now, in the previous JobKeeper days, there was some confusion and conjecture regarding whether or not employees were still required to take leave while receiving JobKeeper. But with regards to the COVID-19 disaster payment, no confusion at all. You can keep your annual leave, keep your paid sick and carers leave, and keep your long service leave up your sleeve. Also, unpaid leave and compassionate leave where your employer has stood you down without pay will not affect your ability to access the COVID-19 disaster payment. The only leave that will affect it are the other forms of uh, pandemic payments which require you to self-isolate or quarantine, that being the pandemic leave disaster payment and also any state-based short-term pandemic payments. They have to be paid to you first before uh, accessing the COVID-19 disaster payment. Now, for partners who are normally subject to rigorous income tests when trying to access income support payments from Services Australia slash Centrelink, uh, they can both apply for the COVID-19 disaster payment. It's not just uh, restricted to just one partner in a couple. They can each claim if they are both eligible. And of course, separate applications would need to be submitted for that. Uh, now, just remember, employers, this is not JobKeeper 3.0. Do not pay your employees on top of these payments for the hours that are lost. So make sure of that. If they've lost those hours, they would have to provide evidence, you would think, to prove that the hours were lost. And if they somehow audit the employees and they see that they're have been payments for those hours, even though they technically had lost those hours, but they got paid anyway, then they obviously forfeit the COVID-19 disaster payment and they could be up for some significant penalties back to Centrelink. So please, employers, do not pay your employees for those hours that are lost. However, it doesn't mean that you don't pay the employees at all for those periods of lockdown where they can get the $600 or the $375 because the employees only need to be eligible for at least one day of that period. So you would think, okay, one day usually counts as eight hours on average. That gets them to $375. And then say that uh, three days is enough to cover 20 hours out of the seven days or however long the period is, they can get the $600. 
for the other days of that lockdown period, they may still have hours which they can work and you can still pay them accordingly. So there's no uh, overlap when it comes to that. It's not just a flat rate where they have to be home the entire week and they lost work the entire week. No, it's only for the hours that they have lost where they can access the payment. For everything else, you can still pay the employees accordingly. If you've got any confusion with regards to that, of course, you can get in touch with us at Southern Cross Business Advisors. I'll give you the contact details at the end of the podcast. Now, the most important part, how do you claim? Go on to servicesaustralia.gov.au, select the state that you are in, and then follow the prompts through the how to claim link for that particular state. And if you haven't got a MyGov account set up, you'll also be instructed to set one up, and there are plenty of resources on the Services Australia website to show you how to do that. Now, earlier I briefly mentioned a bit about lockdown period lengths and how they're usually one week in length, but depending on which state you're in, and in the case of New South Wales, which part of the state you're in, they could be a little longer or a little shorter. So I'll break those down for you now, state by state, and we'll start off with New South Wales. Uh, For the local government areas of Bayside, the City of Sydney, Canada Bay, Inner West, Randwick, Waverley and Wallara, which went into lockdown three days before the rest of Greater Sydney did back at the end of June, their first lockdown period began on the 1st of July and it's been one week in length for each lockdown period ever since and will continue to be so right up until the 25th of August and then it'll be a three-day period until the scheduled end of this extended lockdown on the 28th of August. Of course, it's subject due to change, depending on how the New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian and the Chief Health Officer, Dr Kerry Chant, think when we get to that 28th of August date. But so, once again, those parts of Sydney, those local government areas, the first lockdown period started on the 1st of July and they've been a week in length ever since and will continue to be so until three days before the scheduled end of this lockdown. For the rest of Greater Sydney... Their first period began on the 4th of July and they've also been a week in length ever since that date and that'll continue to be so right up until the scheduled end of the lockdown on the 28th of August. For the rest of New South Wales, they've just got the one period at the moment, which is the 18th of July until the original end of the lockdown for Greater Sydney, which was the 30th of July, which is coming up this Friday. Of course, now with the four-week extension, we wait and see whether or not the rest of New South Wales will continue to go on for just a week each time or if it's going to be blocked up into fortnights. At the moment, there's only the one lockdown period for the rest of New South Wales outside of Greater Sydney, the 18th of July to the 30th of July. But of course, that is subject due to change once we officially enter that four-week extension. So more information will be uh, available on the Services Australia website in the coming days. In terms of the Victorian lockdown, the first lockdown period began on the 16th of July, so when the lockdown officially began, right through to the 22nd of July, so that was seven days, and the second period, the 23rd of July, until the end of the lockdown, which was the 27th of July. So that second period only lasting five days as opposed to seven And for South Australia, thankfully, that's a lot easier. It's just the one lockdown period, which was a simple seven days, from the 21st of July through to the 27th. Now, there are deadlines that you have to meet for each lockdown period in order to get your claims processed and paid. 
However, Services Australia have made things a little bit easier for you. Once you make a claim, they'll ask you if you want future claims to be automatic. That way you don't have to keep on going on every single lockdown period and making a new claim in order to get paid. They'll just simply roll it over and pay you automatically straight away as long as there are no changes to your circumstances. So, for example, if you end up gaining some hours back and you were on the $600 payment, but now you're only eligible for the $375 payment, of course, you'll have to make a new claim. You'll have to tell Services Australia that that has happened. If you get all your hours back and you no longer need the COVID-19 disaster payment, then, of course, you will have to tell Services Australia. That way, they can take you off the system. Otherwise, you're going to be paying a fair bit back and you could be paying a little extra on top. They like to charge some uh, interest, if you know what I mean, when you uh, take too much from them. But yes, otherwise, if no circumstances change right throughout uh, various lockdown periods, you'll just automatically get paid. Now, there is an exception for Greater Sydney and those specified LGAs for the first three lockdown periods. You will have to make a separate claim for each, but from the third one, you will then have the option of having your claims processed automatically. As far as the claim periods, as far as the window of opportunity to make the claims... They are 28 days for each lockdown period for Greater Sydney and those specific LGAs beginning from the first day of each lockdown period until 28 days after the fact. For the rest of New South Wales at this stage, until we get further information as to what will happen with the next four weeks, the one period that's available now for all other areas of New South Wales, basically regional New South Wales, the 18th of July to the 30th of July. The claims opened back on the 18th of July, so the first day of that period. And they'll close on the 21st of August, so a little longer than 28 days there to make that claim. For Victoria, there were two lockdown periods. The first one that started on the 16th of July and went for one week. Those claims opened back on the 23rd of July, so last Friday, and they'll close on the 12th of August. And for the second lockdown period that went for five days, 23rd to 27th of July, those claims opened back last Sunday, the 25th of July, and they'll close on the 19th of August. And for South Australia, for the one lockdown period they've had, from the 21st of July to the 27th of July, those claims uh, opened today as of the, the recording of this podcast, and they'll close on the 17th of August. Now, before we put the final bow on the COVID-19 disaster payment, considering the situation in New South Wales with the four-week extension of their lockdown, there were some changes that were announced to the COVID-19 disaster payment. Once again, Prime Minister Scott Morrison. We will be further increasing the levels of support uh, provided uh, to individuals as, through the COVID disaster payment right across the state of New South Wales. We'll be increasing from next week uh, the maximum payment of $600 to $750 and we'll be increasing the payment for less than 20 hours from $375 to $450. In addition to that, we will be extending support to those who are on welfare payments, and they will be able to receive a payment if they've lost more than eight hours of $200. Now remember, they are already getting payments through the social welfare system. So in the case of someone who's on a full job seeker rate, they're getting just over around about $315 a week. So that $200 comes on top of that and does not uh, in any way undermine the uh, support payments they're getting through. It obviously goes in addition to the youth allowance payments, 
the pension payments. The whole point of this is, is that people aren't able to earn that extra income they were earning. And these payments are there to support them, uh, to ensure that there is some recognition of that, uh, that they have been prevented from doing that, and this will provide them some additional support. Today, so if, if you're in New South Wales at the moment, and you're one of those 463,000 people, this, thir uh, this Thursday, the regular payment you got of 600 will clock through again and you'll receive that, or 375 if you're on that payment. If you're on the Sunday payment, Monday payment, you will get that 600 and 375 again. Next week, you will get a 750 or $450 payment. And next week, if you're on welfare benefits, and you're seeking to get access to this, you can apply for that by going online on Tuesday, okay? So those welfare benefits, those support payments start from next week. You can go online and you can apply for those on Tuesday at Services Australia. So there you have it, starting from next week for each new lockdown period, those residing in New South Wales will receive an extra $150 if they've lost more than 20 hours of work or an extra $75 if they've lost between 8 and 20 hours. And for the first time, those already receiving income support payments from Services Australia will be eligible for a $200 top-up if they've lost 8 or more hours in a given lockdown period. And in addition to all of that, Prime Minister Scott Morrison also announced that these changes would be made available from the first week of any state or territory's lockdown in the future. So that's it with regards to the COVID-19 disaster payment. But of course, I did briefly mention that there are two other individual financial support payments that are in play at the moment and have been in play for quite a while now. The COVID-19 isolation payment which is available to those 17 and over. This is a state-based payment and not all states offer this. So unfortunately, New South Wales don't offer this, but Victoria they do and South Australia they do. It's a $450 payment in Victoria and a $300 payment in South Australia. And this is paid out for anyone who gets tested or is caring for someone who gets tested for COVID-19 and is required to self-isolate until they return a negative result. So it could be a day, it could be two or three days, uh, for however long that is, until you get that negative result, you will receive these lump sum payments. Now, to be eligible for those, you can't be getting paid by any other means. So you can't be receiving an income, salary and wages, or any Centrelink benefits. You need to prove that you would have otherwise worked during the period of self-isolation. So you may be required to provide evidence such as a payslip, a letter of employment or offer, or in the case of uh, sole traders, an active ABN. And all personal sick and carers leave entitlements need to be exhausted first, unless you have no access to such leave, uh, which includes special pandemic leave. So um, you won't be eligible to get this one-off payment if you still have enough sick leave left over in order to tap into. So you would use up the sick leave first. That covers the $450 in Victoria or $300 in South Australia before being able to access this payment if your isolation period goes longer. But if you enter this isolation period without any leave at all or insufficient leave to meet the thresholds accordingly, then you can apply for the COVID-19 isolation payment. For more information about the $450 Victorian payment, go to coronavirus.vic.gov.au, click on health up the top, then click on getting help 
then financial and other support, and that'll take you to the link for the $450 coronavirus or COVID-19 test isolation payment. And for more information on the $300 South Australian payment, go to covid-19.sa.gov.au. That's the number 1919 as opposed to the word 19. So once again, covid-19.sa.gov.au. Select school and community up the top and then select financial support for individuals and then scroll down the page and you will find the SA COVID-19 cluster isolation payment and you'll find your information there. Now, the other payment that's on offer is the big pandemic leave disaster payment. This is the 14-day self-isolation or quarantine payment of $1,500, so the equivalent of what the old JobKeeper amount was when JobKeeper first came into play last year, $1,500 a fortnight. So for this, again, similar eligibility criteria applied to the COVID-19 isolation payment. You can't be getting paid for any other form of work, so you can't be receiving an income or any salary or wages. You can't be on any Centrelink income support. You need to ensure you demonstrate that you don't have enough personal sick or carer's leave, including special pandemic leave, to cover the full 14 days. And if you're caring for someone who is in isolation or quarantine for the full 14 days, then you too may also be eligible. For more information, visit servicesaustralia.gov.au, look under individuals and then all payments and services, and then it will lead you to the pandemic leave disaster payment information page. And there are separate information pages depending on the state which you reside in. And last but certainly not least, it would be absolutely remiss of me to fail to consider the tax implications of these payments. Of course, we're a registered tax agent, so that would be the first thing that would come to mind, wouldn't it? Anyway, I'm sure you've got that question in your mind. Will I be taxed on this? I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but the answer is yes. The ATO will treat these payments as assessable income in your tax return. They'll be placed at the bottom of the income page, item 24, other income. And to rub more salt into the tax refund wound, Services Australia have announced they will not be withholding any tax from the COVID-19 disaster payment. And on top of that, neither the $1,500 pandemic leave disaster payment nor the two COVID-19 isolation payments available in Victoria and South Australia are subject to tax withholding either. So for your 2022 tax return, your refund will be just a little bit lighter. Sorry. Wow. Over 20 minutes of content there and we haven't yet even breathed a word about the vast business support that's on offer in Victoria, New South Wales and South Australia. But fear not, we will be covering all of that across the next three episodes. But as always... If you ever need any assistance or support with any applications or if you just want further clarification around the eligibility criteria because you're reading those websites and going, oh, geez, I'm getting lost here, by all means, get in touch with us. Give us a call, 03501864444. Drop us an email, admin at scba.com.au. Check out our website, www.scba.com.au. And if you are permitted to be in Mildura, now that lockdown's over for us, we're back open. Come and see us, 234 Deakin Avenue, Mildura. This is Louis Bulzomi on behalf of Southern Cross Business Advisors. This is Shooting for the Stars. Remember, our clients all have life goals, and we're here to help them identify and achieve them. Goodbye.